Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. Do you want more good algorithms in your life? Did you know that when you subscribe to the podcast, when you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, when you like and love our posts and pages, the internet machine will find new ways to send good, encouraging content into your life? So please, subscribe, follow, like, and love away, that you can continue to be blessed and encouraged in your journey through the Bible. And as always, thanks for listening. This is episode 20, season 1 of the Family Bible Journey New Testament podcast. Today we're looking at Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 to 33. The title of today's podcast is, To You It's Been Given. And our key verses for today's podcast are verses 10 to 17 of Matthew chapter 13, where we read, Then the disciples came to Jesus and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear, but never understand, and you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart is grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and with their eyes they have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear for truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it and hear what you hear and did not hear it, the word of the Lord. Jesus reminds us as New Testament Christians of how blessed we are that we get to see the fulfillment of God's promises throughout the Old Testament fulfilled in him. And if you are somebody who is a regular listener to this podcast, you, I am pretty confident, can say are one of the blessed, who has been blessed to see, blessed to hear, blessed to understand, because God's Holy Spirit has filled your heart with his love, and you want to grow in that love by spending time in his word, and for some of you, have grown in that love to the point that you want to not only grow in that love yourself, but you have joined us in the journey of journaling through the Bible so that you can then leave this legacy of faith for someone that you love by giving that journal Bible to them as what we hope and pray is a blessed and cherished possession that will be a great blessing to them as they walk and grow with the Lord throughout their life. This whole chapter then is devoted and dedicated to parables. Jesus goes full-on parable mode in this chapter. And we see many parables here. We see the parable of the sower. Some would call it the parable of the soil or the parable of the seed. We also have an explanation of that parable of the sower or the soil or the seed. We see a parable of the weeds where Jesus talks about a farmer who sowed good seed, but an enemy went in and sowed weeds amongst his good seed and how he deals with that. We also have the parable of the mustard seed and the leaven. And these parables grow directly out of the life of people living in and around the Galilee in first century Israel. And I love to go to the Holy Land. I love taking tours of people to the Holy Land. Sometimes I lead tours of pastors and other professional church workers. Sometimes we lead tours of of just anybody and everybody who wants to come along. And when we go to Israel, part of what I like to do with our time there is to really immerse people in the places of the Holy Land that are a little bit off the beaten path. Of course, every tour group that goes to Israel has to see the highlights, right? You got to spend some time in Jerusalem. You really ought to go see the Dome of the Rock and see the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Everyone needs to go to Bethlehem and the 
Church of the Nativity, which is the oldest continuously functioning church anywhere in the world. It's good to go up to the Galilee and see the Sea of Galilee and spend some time in Tiberias. And if you're lucky, you get to go to Nazareth. But there is so much to do and so much to see and in so many different places that there are a lot of places that are a little bit off the beaded path. And so I like to take my groups on hikes and we'll spend time out in the fields. We'll spend time on the trails. We'll go to some places where maybe other tour groups don't normally go and we'll get to do some time in reflection and in the word. And when we're there, I really like to just introduce the people to the place and the people of the land of Israel because these parables of Jesus, they grew out of the real daily life of the people he was ministering to. And when it comes to this parable of the sower or the parable of the soil or the parable of the seed, it really helps us to understand a little bit about that place and a little bit about the agricultural practices of that day and age in order for us to understand what Jesus is talking about. So he tells a story about a farmer who goes out and sows some seed, some lands on a path, some lands amongst the rocks and doesn't take much root and it dies, some lands among the thorns and some lands on good soil and we're told that it produces 30, 60 or 100 fold those good seeds. Now I spent some time in ministry in the great state of Iowa. And Iowa sadly doesn't get enough credit. A lot of people view it just as flyover country, but it is absolutely beautiful. And there are some wonderful and beautiful people. There got some good friends still in Iowa. But in Iowa, if I look out there and I, I see these huge fields that are hundreds of acres, and I see these monster John Deere tractors that can plant 16, 18 rows at a time, and combines that can harvest maybe a dozen rows of corn at a time. If I take my understanding of 21st century American Iowa farmer technology to Jesus's parable, I'm probably not going to understand it very well. Because the farmers, in reality, they're not sowing on trails. They're not sowing in amongst the rocks. They're sending. They're, they're, they're sowing their seed in what is the richest soil in many places of any place in the world, really. And sometimes the black dirt is over 20 feet deep. The, the soil is so deep and so rich and so so rich for the for the corn and the soybeans and everything that's planted there. And every every seed it seems produces a hundredfold because the corn stalks grow 10, 11, 12 feet tall and a lot of them have two or three years of corn and, and it is just amazing. And if I take my 21st century understanding of American agriculture and try to apply it to this parable, it's probably going to lead me down a wrong path. But when we go to Israel, we can still walk on the same paths that Jesus and his disciples walked on. And we can see how it would be easy how a, a farmer who was sowing his seed by hand, you know, out of a basket would be sowing it and how some of it would very easily fall on this, the very path that he was walking on. And these paths oftentimes ran between fields and through fields. And along these fields and, and in this area, there are a lot of rocks that are there. You know, they're, they haven't had the technology or the time of the people and some of the rocks are so big, you just can't remove them. So you just got to work around them. And there are little bushes of thorns that are growing everywhere around the rocks and through the fields because the people were using every possible inch to sow as much seed as possible so that they could feed their families and hopefully make some sort of a profit to better the quality of their life. And so when we walk down those trails and we visit these places and we see how it was at the time of Jesus, then we can begin to understand a little bit better these parables. But only if we understand that it is the sower, that it is God who is sowing the seed, and that the blessing and the point of the parable is not that which is lost, but that which is produced. Because 
It isn't the seed's fault. It isn't the soil's fault. We, as human beings, don't have any choice as to what kind of seed we are or what kind of soil we are. No, God has made us who and what we are. The reality is that he sows liberally, that he sows generously, that he spreads his seed far and wide, and that the fruit that is produced is the work of his love and his grace at work in our lives, and that is the blessing of this parable. And we get lots of parables here in this particular chapter. Some of my favorite parables we're going to talk about in the very next podcast, where we get to learn how truly blessed and special and treasured and loved we are as God's people. But as you look at the parables, I want to encourage you to resist the temptation to reduce them simply to what we can understand. And rather, spend some time with these parables, meditating on them and praying on them and considering how it is that these things work. Because Jesus taught this way and he preached this way so that in very small packages, he could unpack for us eternal and truly unfathomable mysteries that even though we're going to have all of eternity to think on these things, we are never going to exhaust the depth of his wisdom and his love that is portrayed for us in these parables. So we are, as Jesus says, blessed to receive his goodness, his love, and his mercy because he has revealed it to us by the power of his Holy Spirit. But what do you want to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Jesus, I believe, challenges us in this section with the knowledge of the fact, and I have on verse 12 in chapter 13, one of those words of wisdom sections, it says, with great blessing comes great responsibility. If we think of ourselves as greatly blessed by God, it is our duty, it is our responsibility, it is our honor, it is our calling to share those great riches with other people. And we share those riches by growing in them ourselves and then giving them lavishly and liberally to other people. And so whatever that looks like in your life, however that encouragement is coming to you from the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you to embrace it as we continue to walk in this journey together and as we explore the riches and the depth of God's word and the depths of God's love for us. As we are journeying together and walking together and working together through the blessing that is God's word for us and by his grace and blessing, also a blessing for those who we seek to bless with our journal Bibles while we journal and journey together. For all of you paper people listening, and I expect there are a few of you out there, especially since we are journaling our way through the Bible, if you would like to snail mail a letter or send a contribution, you can find our contact info, including our mailing address, at familybiblejourney.com. Our blessing? Don't worry what sort of soil you are. Go and bear fruit for eternity. Amen.